Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian G. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend Ben Rupel. What's crapping, Brian? Well, occasionally, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures into law-breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, have we got a podcast for you! Are you asking or are you telling us that you have a podcast for us? Uh, I'm telling you, we have a podcast for you. Okay. Share with a friend. Tell your relatives. Right now, we're trying to get Europe back. We've lost Europe, man. the, The communication's broken down. Europe. So... If you have friends in England, Scotland, Ireland, any of the lands, Norway, Denmark, hell, even Sweden. How about Finland? Well, Finland. Finland. Land. Any of the lands. Any land. Send them your favorite episode. Tell them to give us a listen. Also, um, let us know how you're doing. Our email is feedback at crimeandmusic.com. Find us on all the social medias at crimeandmusic. Or my favorite way to communicate with you is SpeakPipe. SpeakPipe. You can go right to our website little widget right there built into it says speak pipe push to record you can send us a voicemail message just like you're talking to us now we've got some speak pipes at the end of the show you can listen to um so there's that to look forward to but yeah we want to figure out uh how you guys are doing what's going on if you have any preferences when it comes to crime and music do you like country do you like rap do you like the obscure like feather thieves or do you like the mainstream like axel rose so let us know leave us a speak pipe no we don't want any we don't care about any of that let's be honest with our <laughs> listeners brian that's one of our trademarks we want to incorporate them into our show <laughs> what we want we want we do we but, want I to mean, incorporate them we want to know all the things about them and their favorite food and their dog's name and what day of the week's their best and worst hair day but mostly we want somebody to leave us some interesting tidbit about what we're talking about and we'll throw you up there on the uh, on the old podcast no you're right i do i like the feedback but man i i i do like help when i can get it picking the themes man because sometimes i don't know i don't know if people want to listen to old country if people want to listen to rap and pop stars like go hollywood on us i mean i don't know i, just, I know I, just want, I thought i'd test the water they want they want you brian they want to listen to you <laughs> that's thank you that's nice <laughs> that's what they want that's nice give the people what they want well, uh, with that, you can listen to me in this episode. I'm going to tell you about marriage, okay. family, okay, and kids. It sounds like all the same thing. Dude, if you're not an expert in this, I really don't know who else to talk to. But yeah, marriage, family, and kids, um, they're separate. I'm, uh, you know, people who are married who don't have families or kids. And there's people who have families and kids who aren't married. And there's kids who don't have families and they're also married or not. Yeah, yep. All right. Now it's time for Guest the Guest. I, don't... I feel like it's early on that one. Oh, that came in super early and super hard. Yeah. So don't worry about that. All right. But, uh, are you ready? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm already 
kind of at a disadvantage because I have something in my head already. And as we all know, once something starts coming down the pipe of Ben's brain, it plugs up if it's not correct and I can't get past it. So (laughs) is it Hank Williams Jr.? It's not Hank Williams Jr., but I will tell you this. It is in the you're in the right you're in the right world. You're okay. in the right genre. Alright then okay, okay. Maybe, maybe okay. All right. I need some hints then. I gotta try to clear that uh, from my brain. Okay. Try. Hint number one multi award winning American country music singer. Billy Ray Cyrus. No. Excellent <laughs> guess. Nineteen number one hits. Wow. Um So think a little older and a little longer in a tooth. Okay. Um, All right. All right. One more. At least one more. She is one of the most widely recognized and awarded female country singers of all time. Dolly Parton? Oh, my God. Dolly Parton is on the roadmap, dude, for sure. But that chick is squeaky clean. She never did anything wrong. I'd love to talk about Dolly Parton. Does she she really have a lot of tattoos or is that a a, internet urban legend? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Uh, 30 seconds. Loretta she first rose to fame in the 1980s alongside of her mother. Um, her birth Winona name Ryder. is Christina Winona, Claire. Winona, uh, Judd. Simonella. Oh, he's correct, everybody. All right, it's I got one. it. Nailed Nona it. Judd. All right. I, I needed a win, man. And, I'm and gonna you be, got one. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything. Right? I don't know. Right. It's not like I. It's not like I've listened to her. If she comes on the radio, I'm pro- probably turning it. Oh, you'd be surprised. We'll get to what songs she's contributed to. I told you, 19 number one hits, man. So that's it's not a, like you aren't familiar with her music. Oh, of course, yeah, but that's a that that's surprising. I didn't. I guess I didn't know she was that good. Oh, that was weak. Sorry, Sorry Michelle. Michelle. Uh, well, let me tell you about her. Uh, May 30th, 1964. Her uh, she was born Christina Claire Simonella. In Ashland, Kentucky, USA. Well, she's she, got parents. She, oh, go ahead. She didn't use any of her parts of her name in her stage. No, not a bet. We'll get to that pretty quick here. Uh, she's born to parents Charles Jordan, that's her dad, and then Naomi Gaines, that's her mom. And uh, her mom Naomi plays piano at the local church. And at the age of seventeen, she married this guy Michael Chim- Chimanella. And uh, that's the guy her mom quickly got married to after being abandoned by her former boyfriend. And uh, Whiny, we're going to call her Whiny, Whiny's biological father, Charles Jordan. Okay. So we got young mom here popping up. Um, uh, Whiny's got a younger sister, Ashley. You may have heard of her, Ashley Judd. She's a famous actress. Big Kentucky fan. She's a big University of Kentucky <laughs> basketball fan. Yeah, right? Is oh, it? I didn't I know so. that. Yeah. Okay. I'll believe you. Uh, I don't follow basketball. Well, so. I feel like they always put her on that TV during the, you know, the, 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 March Madness thing on ESPN. Okay. Yeah, I think I can so. I go with that. Yeah, she was in that. a movie, I think, with Morgan Freeman. Yes, that's what I remember. Uh, that's all I know. That's all I got. And then young Ashley does not... I can't do Morgan Freeman right now. It's not my head. I haven't <laughs> seen him enough. Anyway. Uh, 1968, Naomi and... Chimarella moved to move with the girls to Los Angeles, California. 1972, Naomi and Chimanella get divorced, and uh, then Naomi and the kids go on welfare. Um, 1976, Whiny and Naoma 
Naoma. Naomi are living back in Kentucky. Her mom is working towards being a nurse. Like she's trying to get a job as a nurse, take care of the two kids. This is where Whiny takes inspiration from country music that she's listening to. Like her mom's listening to country music while she studies. And then uh little wine here, she she plays a guitar, she gets one for Christmas, she starts learning to play a guitar. And then in 1978, the Judds become good friends with uh, a sleep at the wheel singer, a guy named Ray Benson. Now, how, uh, guy, how old are they, or is is Whiny at this point? F- well, six, uh, she's born in 64, seven. 64 to 78, so what is she, oh, 14? 12, 12, 14, oh. 64, 8, yeah, 14, yeah, okay. All there right. you go, quick yeah. math. Good. So you got a 14-year-old whiny. Uh, Benson's the guy who christened her with the name Winona because uh, he's got a song that mentions the city Winona, Arizona, and that nickname stuck. And then from there, she would legally change her name from Christina to Winona. And they decided to use uh, Naomi's maiden name because Judd is a little rootsier sounding than uh, Chiminilla. Yeah, that that Chiminilla sounds a little too, you know, ethnic, I think. I see. Not country music enough, I guess. Chip Manila's more uh, more East order. Coast Italian guy, you know? Like, Something you order off the Mexican menu. Oh, buddy, Chip Manila and pasta. I don't know. I'm not, I don't mean to be <laughs> think, anti-Italian. I don't want the Italian-American Defamation League on me. I, hey, who was it that said you can still? Some comedian just like, oh, you can still make fun of Italians. It's fine. Oh, every time. It's me, Mario. Everybody does it. Hey. <laughs> it's fine. It's like one of the last, one of the last ethnicities you can still kind of rip on and not right? get in trouble for it. I mean, I really think Jersey Shore sort of set that one up, where just like, hey, yo, hey, we these Italians, uh, <laughs> you know, with the fist pumping and the whole snooky and the whole thing. Just yeah, I think that sort of they were just like, well, you can do all you want now, guys. There's nothing we can say. Cause... I don't think Andrew Dice Clay didn't it helped them at all either. Ooh. Andrew Dice Clay is weird. Because that used to be a character, and then that's who he turned into. I find that weird to me. Like, um, I forgot that. Because he just used to be a guy, like I, Andrew Dency or some weird, la- like a normal person last name, and Dice was the guy he did on stage. Larry, Larry and the then cable all of guy. a sudden. Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, dude, he went to Cornell. Larry, that guy. Larry the cable that guy. guy bothers me. Yeah. Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, like, come on. Ivy League education, and you're talking about how peanut butter sticks to the dog's roof of his mouth. It's like he's talking. And I'm like, dude, you've got, like, a graduate degree in English literature or something. And and he's got old video of him doing stand-up where he's just talking like his normal self. And I've it was, seen that. It was just one day he's, like, started talking like a Southerner or whatever. Yup. Uh, it's just a character they play, and then they catch on, and so then you become the character, and it's, it's worked out pretty well for a lot of people. I so. only well, dislike well, I him because I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Right. Uh, all right. I'm also uh, jealous of Naomi and Whiny because 1979, the two of them moved to Nashville, Tennessee, to procure... Uh, Words are hard. They moved to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue a career in music. I should have done that. That would have been great. What do you mean? Uh, I should have moved to Nashville, man, back in the day when I was actually like at the top of my game. Could have joined a local band and then made it big. You would have been turning tricks for blow by now, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the confidence <laughs> in my musical ability. No, I'm trying to remember there great. was a, there was a, there was, I think it was a Sonny in Philadelphia reference. No. Of course. No, you're going to get spit out the back end of the porno industry, of the gay porn industry or something. 
Oh. We had Mindy McCready fall out of the bottom of the porn industry. So yeah, yeah, well, she check did. out if you if you like country music singers and the female persuasion, we've got other episodes. Uh, I hear her name, and there's only one leather pair of pants I think of. <laughs> I see. We'll get to Mindy McCready later on in the show. Just hang in there. Oh, but she's, right now she's in it. Okay, good, good. I miss her. Well, I miss that. Yes. I miss that. I miss you'll, her. You'll like it. You, it'll be. It's good for you. It's. It'll be good for All you. All right. So let's get back here. We're back in the 70s, 79-ish, 80. Uh, Diana, she renames herself Naomi. That, that's These people don't have any real names. Who knows who they are? She begins playing music with her daughter. Um, again, uh, Whiny's going to sing and play guitar. And uh, Naomi, Diana, is going to like sing along with her. Dian- so now, Dio- Diana, Naomi is the mother. Correct. She's okay. the older of the two, the mom. And so we're Ashley, just going to refer to her as Naomi. And Ashley's a sister, and Winona's the other sister, the daughter. Okay. Yeah, you got two daughters, Winona and Ashley. And then there is a son who comes up here pretty quick. Um, I don't I didn't really look into him. And well, then Naomi, the mom. Yeah, so. the son comes up, and eh, about 12 hours later, it sets. Every day. Goes down. <laughs> All right. Naomi, she was a, a just a hardcore promoter of their act. She was out there hustling the streets in Nashville. Um, reportedly, she was propositioned. She was sexually harassed. Um, she was, gets, like, just, you know, like, sent away. Like, oh, just, you know, not a man trying to in the man's world when she's promoting the act. But the problem is she's out there promoting, but she's got a tape that they made for 30 bucks at a Nashville. Um, she's handing that to, like, Nashville music producers. Anybody who'd listen to it. She's like, hey, I got this demo tape. Me and my daughter. I'm going to give it a try. So she's got so the good old-fashioned demo tape out there. She's got a legit demo tape out there. Yeah. 1983, they get their big break when Naomi convinced a record producer whose child she took care of as a nurse. He, she was like, come to my house. Listen, listen to me and my daughter sing. And the guy's like, all right, save my kid's life. I, I will do that. The producer gets to their place, listens to him sing. Dude is charmed by the duo. They signed RCA and Curb as the duo, the Judds. Okay. Those are D's, not G's, everybody. I'm saying the Judds. So that was, that was what year? 1983. Okay, so um, Winona's in her kind of early 20s? 20, Gotta be. 1920? Okay. Right. I it, so, it helps me keep in when I say this I feel like I'm not the only one out there it just helps me put a timeline together and how old the person that we're talking about is you know I see yeah. the mental image it's just a yeah <clears throat> sorry Michelle uh okay between 1983 and 1991 the Judds chart 23 hit singles on Billboard's Hot Country Singles now Hot Country Songs charts they included 14 number ones they also record eight studio albums one Christmas album and two greatest hit compilations. In their six-year career, the Judds sold more than 20 million records worldwide. They had won over 60 industry awards, including five Grammy nominations, nine Country Music Association awards, seven of them consecutive, so year after year after year after year. I mean, they were, they year. got, you're, you're, I, I feel like compressing this part of their career, <laughs> yeah, we're which is fine. Quick through the Judds. I don't need to hear about the good times. Get me, get me, feed me, Brian, times, feed me. bad times. Yeah, man, I'm trying, I'm trying, we'll get there. Yeah, so they, uh, they, they were big they did go big i mean they they at the time they were the biggest selling duo in country music and they remained so until they were totally eclipsed of the heart by what duo in the 90s heart no it's a country duo somebody Uh, and somebody the wilson the wilson phillips (laughs) 
Wilson Phillips is country to you? I don't know. Um, the the Dixie Chicks. Oh, that's not bad. Huh? No, it's Brooks and Dunn, dude. Brooks and Dunn. Oh, I would have never guessed Brooks and Dunn. I was trying to think of chick, really? chick bands. Oh, yeah. No, I guess I should have said yeah. another. Well, I did say another duo, but I didn't say they were dudes. Another dude duo. A Brooks dudo. and Dunn. Bro- they were the biggest thing until Brooks and Dunn. So. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, they were playing, they were, they weren't the biggest chick group. They were the biggest group. Just the biggest group. Right. Correct. Now, unfortunately, not to kick somebody when they're down, but at this time, a chronic bout of hepatitis C forces mom Naomi into retirement following the 1991 farewell tour, and the duo breaks up. Ooh. Hep, hep, but hep C. Afraid so. Yeah. Are there, there's vaccinations for those things, right? I, I don't know. You want me to ask my resident um, lab technician in the room? Well, she's sitting there. Hey. Hey, honey, Sarah, is there a is there a vaccination for hepatitis C? She says no. She doesn't think so. Oh, dude. Okay, so Naomi is out. Well, I mean, it's so. you can live with it. Pam Anderson's got it, right? Oh, I I don't know. I kind of took her off my big board. Pretty much, right? Like <laughs> I had the same thing. I heard I heard there's there was a list of actresses who had some STDs, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she just like took off like five of the top ten. So. Hey, there is a, there is a, that's Hollywood. So I'm at my dad's house the other night and, uh, we're out in the bar and just kind of hanging out Sunday night. Sidebar. Yeah. Sidebar. Of course. We don't got to say that anymore. Do we? So no, Uh, you do. You have to announce it. You have to (laughs) announce it. So when I'm editing, I know sidebar. You can just set the, set your, set your mic down. Just chop it up. Ben's going in. Uh, he had. Like he's he's got a TV out in the barn, but it's not hooked to c- cable or anything. It's just kind of terrestrial. <laughs> and these Ooh, di- terrestrial television, yeah, the digital. It's all you know. Yeah, yeah, a pretty good station. Little antenna he's got. I didn't know, and maybe I'm the only person on earth that doesn't know this, but there is a reboot of Baywatch. Oh yeah, Zac Efron. I think it's even er- newer than that. It seemed pretty fresh. And Sorry, the opening, the opening, you know, I'll be there when you're ready. I'll, you know, whatever that goes through all the stuff. And I have all the different characters on there. There's got to be yep. four. There, there are 14 separate platinum <laughs> oh blonde chicks. Oh, yeah, of course. With, sure. With misfitting bathing suits in the good way. <laughs> <laughs> so who's keeping all these people straight? I'm just like, and this, and this actress's name is, you know, Molly McGregor and Patty Wise and this, that, and the other. Like, I can't keep track of all that, but I guess whatever. If you can get them all in there, get them all in there. Oh, hey, it. if you know how to run in slow motion, you hire that girl oh, right there. That's what you need. That was the whole intro. That was it too. I remember. I'm like, this is all slow motion, and then at the end. Just to make everybody feel better about themselves. They put like that late, like 45, 50 year old dude. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of. Still buff though. He's kind of got a couple muscles. He's kind of hairy, definitely balding. And he's yeah, di- the dad figure. Yeah, the dad figure. He's diving like off a boat into the water, like the actual lifeguard yeah. that's required to be there by the law. <laughs> yeah, probably legitimately an actual <laughs> lifeguard. Yeah, we're gonna hire this as an. It's 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 it's. Hey, as a producer talking to one producer to another, he's like, hey, if we just hire this guy as a, like l- literally a lifeguard, 
uh, we can pay him less. <laughs> okay, yeah, great idea. And we got lifeguard. <laughs> we got lifeguard, right? Just in case silicone doesn't flow, we're good to go. <laughs> Those aren't two buoys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear more about whiny. What do we call Wheezy? We're calling him Wheezy. No, that's uh, what's who is Wheezy? Oh my God! Um, you better oh, get it, Brian. I know. We're right? not going any oh, further God. until you get. We, the- we're stuck. We're stuck here. We can't. I can't go anywhere. Um, we've did this. It was episode three. I mean, I know who Wheezy is. Wheezy. He's a little penguin. He's a little penguin from Toy Story. No, <laughs> that's Wheezy. Trust me. No, the uh, it's Jefferson's wife. There Wheezy. you go. That's the other one. There you, there you go. go. Lenny Kravitz's right, who- mom's friend. Wheezy Kravitz. We're off topic now, but who is the Wheezy? God, I've forgotten now. Not little John. Oh, oh, you mean um Crickets. Who's episode three? Oh, I was uh, honestly I was thinking of uh George Jefferson's wife. Um Well that's Wheezy, but I mean we uh, an episode. Little Wayne. Little Wayne, thank you. Jeez, that was gonna drive me nuts. All right. All right. Now back to Little Wayne. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I told you, 1991, uh, they break up. Whiny signs to I, uh, MCA Records, 1927. That didn't come out right. Redo. 1927. January, that makes sense. January 27th, 1992, uh, Whiny performs solo on television for the first time in the American Music Awards. She unveils She Is His Only Need, the first single from her self-titled solo debut album. I don't know. I don't remember that. She is his only need. She is his only need. I, That's not right. I bet you you could play any of those, you know, hits that she had, and you'd kind of remember them. I bet they r- kind of run together in your head, though. I, uh, probably. Back then, if I was listening to country, it was kind of like country gold, you know, like the older country. It was Classic not a country. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was. It was not. I was not listening to uh, modern Brooks country. And Right. Which today I kind of like. I, 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 if I listen to modern country today, um, I'm cherry picking like a soul bee. I am taking. <laughs> I hey, there's a new Applebee's commercial that's got a famous country song that's like really popular right now. Love it. Yes, love it. It is. There's a TikTok dance that goes to it. Love that uh, song. What the hell is that song? It's like two. How we do it on <laughs> Applebee's on a Friday night. Got a something, milkshake something, with two straws in it. I don't know how everything <laughs> goes. I don't know if you're a regular listener to this show or not, but we do have a couple holes in our musical genres, and uh, country is one of them, especially modern pop contemporary country. Don't know much about it, y'all. Sorry. Uh, but we're learning. We're learning tonight. This is well, what we're doing. We're, uh, today. Now. It's still um, it's still, a, it's still a, mystery, uh, a mystery to us, and that's why we love it. Life is a mystery. Uh, she is his only need goes to number one on the Billboard country charts that year. Also does the album's next three singles. I saw the light and my strongest weakness. I have no idea how that would go. My. No one else on earth is also number one country song in 1992. She is his only need and no one else on earth are also minor adult contemporary hits, meaning they sort of crossed over into pop. Um, the latter one peaked to 83 on the Billboard Hot 100. Hey, you hit the Hot 100, man. Yeah. And my strongest weakness is number four country hit. So That's big. The album ships five million <gasps> copies in the United States, earns five-time multi-platinum certification from the RIAA, the Record Industry Something Association. So basically, she did good after ditching her mom with the Hep C. She's well, like, I don't need you. It, so- it sounds like they did really well together. I remember that. I remember they were a duo. They did really. They were big. 
And then I, I, I faintly, I kind of remember her doing, you know, her own thing for a little while too. Yep. A little um, bit. And please forget, honest, honestly, God, please forgive us. We're not, I mean, we, these are big art. She's a huge artist. Her and her mother were huge duo. Um, I'm sure I would remember most of the songs that they sung, but that was not my, that was not my bag, baby. That was no, dude. No, but they, huge props. They were not only doing it, they were kind of doing it. And uh, in it wasn't that long ago, but it was definitely more of a man's world. Oh, we get into some women empowerment here. They have a whole thing about yeah. history instead of history. So we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. I, I And that's cool. I like that. That's, I, you know, they were, you go. They, they weren't big. They weren't, they weren't big women performers in country. They weren't big performers in country. They were big performers, period. That's true. Typically. Now, if we, if we typically, if we cover, um, any artist on their show on this show, they're usually pretty darn influential, but especially the women have been almost all pioneers, like Lucille Ball and uh, that heavy metal girl um, who with the chainsaws. She was pretty hardcore. Um, Mindy McCready, she was pretty hardcore. I mean, there's always been some. There's some been some pretty hardcore chicks, man. When do we get to Debbie Gibson so. and Tiffany? As soon as they break the law. <laughs> all right. But in that vein, 1993, her second album, Tell Me Why Ain't Nothing But a Party. Tell Me Why. It's called Tell Me Why. I assume that was it. That's released. Uh, also, a platinum selling album. It accounts for five consecutive top 10 hits on the country charts. Title track, Only Love. Uh, next one, Is It Over Yet? That doesn't sound like good love. Yeah, uh, next one, you, Rock Bottom. You know who I think would know, and is probably if she ever listened to this podcast, I don't think she does, would would be screaming at her her uh, her radio right now or who, whatever she's listening. His wife. Oh, sure. She's yeah. a big country music girl fan. Yeah, and she's, I mean, fan very girl. talented, talented singer in her own right. Um, I was thinking that same phrase. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, she was in one of the bands I was in. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, there you go. Yeah, and I bet I, I bet you that this would be someone she would be very familiar with. I think the only problem there is that you and I are the ones talking about it. Well, we can. I'll tell her. Listen, this podcast. Well, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. If you listen, give us some feedback. Yeah. Sing. There you go. Hey, what if any of our listeners got on Speakpipe? And don't introduce yourself, unless you want to, of course. But just sing us, sing us a couple bars of any any Winona Judd song. Oh, that would be awesome! Bonus points. I would point, appreciate that. Bonus points if you get a buddy to do it with you, and do a there duet with Winona and her mother. Uh, what was her name? Um, Cassandra. Naomi. 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 Chiminoa. Chiminoa. Hey. Chimmy Changa. The wrong way, buddy. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, tell me why is her third crossover hit. See, I told you, I knew the Backstreet Boys stole that. Peaking at number seventy-seven on the pop charts, they didn't really. Number four in the adult contemporary charts, nineteen ninety-three. She sings guest vocals on Clint Black's single uh, "Bad Goodbye" from the album "No Time to Kill." This becomes her biggest pop hit at number forty-three. The success. The success of this song leads to a tour called the Black and Y Tour featuring Clint and Whiny as headliners. Uh, what movie was that? No Time to Kill? Yeah. Nailed it. What movie is... No, I'm... That's a... 
that's a question. What movie is that? No time to what, kill. No, no time to kill, man. Is that I a James mean, Bond movie? I I doubt it. I highly doubt James <laughs> Bond had a country song as the lead track. No time to kill. Maybe. All right. No time to kill. All right. I'll put. I'm writing this down. Homework for Ben later. Look up. Look up. No time to kill, and then slow burn. Two good country movies right there, guys. Do that, girls, people, non-binary, everyone, y'all. Can I just say plus? Yeah, I guess. I mean, right. We we put all those letters. I, I'm I'm serious. Let's just shorten that right to plus. Plus everything. Men, women, plus. Yeah, I think it would be easier to get hmm. into a a a, a, a real world conversation, and t- and say LGBTQ plus. Q. I mean, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Well, you're skipping like eight letters or so. Well, right. I think there's like 74 letters. I think somebody actually said, but I don't want to m- exclude anyone, so I don't know. That is not a fact. Right. We'll just say plus. I'm I'm 100 serious on that. I think we could do this. Just I'm going to say it. The plus. The Hashtag the plus. Plus. Yeah. There you go. All right. Changing the world. Well, one, one another hashtag plus. at a time. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes nowadays. Another plus and uh, something that probably was hashtagged is Whiny and Naomi briefly reunite for the Super Bowl halftime show. Super Bowl 28 halftime show to be Hold specific. Up. Can I guess who was in it? Uh, sure. Do you have the answer? No. <laughs> guess away. I feel like the Buffalo Bills were in that. Uh, you're probably right. What year? Uh, ninety-three. I'm looking. Anyway. I'm looking it up. Oh, are you? I was gonna look it up too, and I thought, nah, I'm not gonna take the time. Nailed it. Uh, American League football game between the American Football Conference champion Buffalo Bills and the uh, and National Conference Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, the American football. I didn't think it was the Cowboys versus Edinburgh. Holy shit! No, this was not on the this was not on the kicker this this year because the Cowboys defeated the Bills by the score of fifty to seven fifty two to seventeen. Does that cover the spread? <laughs> I have to imagine the spread and the over. The Bills, the Bears, the Patriots, the Jets. I hate them all. It's not your it's not your fault that you're born a Lions fan. <laughs> it's only not your fault. fault if you die a Lions fan. Oh, that's rough. That's, yeah, the that's lines rough. are rough. All right, let's not talk about stupid fo- footy ball. Talking about being rough, 1994, Whiny makes an appearance on the Leonard Skinner tribute album, Skinner and Friends, spelled with a Y, uh, where she covers the song, What Song Did She Cover from Leonard Skinner? I would guess Freebird. Hey, nailed it. Woo. Well, I feel like you teed it up knowing I was going to hit it real hard because I, I'm not a big – I know a few Skinner songs, whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, you only have a couple choices, free, really. Freebird's a big one. I like uh, – what's the other one about the um, my uh, uh, the one about b- being happy as a kid? Um, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Brian. That was going to itch my brain all night if you didn't give it to me. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Only, um, only son. Only, I can't remember. All right. Continue. Uh, Whiny's got some negative publicity. She has a child out of wedlock, which Ooh. back in the days of the 90s and country, you couldn't do that. It's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. So uh, December 23rd, 1994, uh, Whiny and a man named Arch Kelly III have a son, Elijah Judd. He's born in Nashville, USA, Tennessee, USA. So seriously, that was that was a that was a taboo back then in the nineties, right? What was that third? Yeah, Elijah took her out, man. That's, he took her off the charts. Yeah, so that was twenty five ish years ago or something like that. 
Yes. <laughs> and that's bull crap because this young lady, probably successful uh, my, my, with my, she, beyond her need of wealth. Sure. She can handle this kid on her own. It's not like she has to go work in a diner for 12 hours a day. <laughs> no, that's no, true. No, right? And, and, no, right. And yet still they – I get it. If you're – if you're a uh, if you're a young person and you you know you have a baby when you're young and you can't kind of take care of it, that's a little rougher. You maybe you made a a choice that you would maybe even probably admit you're like, man, I wish kind of didn't have that baby. And I'm taking care of a baby; it's a lot of work. I'm only a young kid, not making enough money to take care of myself. But she had all the money in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Ain't no ain't no well, shame in that game. She has all the money in the world. 1995. She's absent from the country charts completely. I mean, as long as she she's out. As long as she bottle feeds. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you have to. Right. Um, let's get into. Uh, I was talking to you about whiny and this guy Arch Kelly the third. The third. Um, January 21st, 1996. They marry, and she is four months pregnant with their second kid, a girl this time, Grace Kelly. That was her. They named her Grace Kelly. Yes. Well, it wasn't by accident. Uh, wait, why? What do you think? Well, no. I mean, Grace Kelly was a name, and sometimes. Oh yeah, I guess it was. I didn't put that together. Jeez. Man. Well, no. I mean, sometimes you'll be what you'll be named that? like um um Ginger Rogers, Grace Kelly, uh, Fred Astaire. What was the name? Um. Oh, I had a kid. I think I even talked about this. Um, baseball kid, and his he was named uh, Emmett Brown. Did you call him Doc? Yes, I did. <laughs> and and of course you did. And that was on. Pr- that was actually. Shot. It was he was young. He's plenty young enough to his parents had to known that that was the name of the doctor on Back to the Future. You know the main character there. And I asked. No one will know. Who's gonna know? Oh, no I, one will know. I asked him like first game. Hey, your uh, parents fans of Back to the Future? And he goes, Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. But then there's other ones that. You'll be named like, um, um, oh, what was the, uh, the, there was a Seinfeld one where the, that Elaine's boyfriend was named after a serial killer. And it wasn't until, you know, it was much later in his life when the guy became a well-known serial killer and Elaine's boyfriend just so happened to have the same name associated with the same, you know, like, um, Randy Smith and Joy or whatever. And he's like, hi, Randy, that's a tough name. He's like, yeah, it did sucks. Well, dude, I mean... But they named her Grace Kelly? The name Karen used to be a perfectly fine name, and then now... Right, right, yes. You're like, oh my God, a Karen. They're like, ah, oh, you're one of them, you know? And it's like, gotta help you if you're one of those poor women named Karen right now. There are... I mean, that's not going to go away for like a half a decade or more. And there are people mad about it. There are... There, there is an anti-Karen Karen group out there. Just uh, call me Carrie. I prefer... <laughs> That doesn't that invokes like blood and prom and I don't that's even worse. How about not Karen? Not Karen anymore. Not Karen at all. Not Karen at all. All right. You. Uh people who do care are the people in nineteen ninety six who bought her third album, Revelations, that also is certified platinum. This album is led off by her fourth and final number one hit, To Be Loved by You. I sort of remember that one. To be loved by you. To be loved by you, I, by you. I, I think anyone listening to this that's remotely familiar with that song would disagree with you, Brian. 
<laughs> You're probably right. Despite the song's uh, minor adult contemporary success, the album's other three singles were not well received. Uh, Whiny's fourth is titled The Other Side. Unlike her previous country pop-oriented albums, this album focuses more on blues and rock. She's kind of going for that blues rock sound. The album did not sell well as her first three, however, only earning a gold certification. 1999, Whiny decides to reunite with her mother and uh, tour beginning on New Year's Eve. One month later, she releases her fifth solo album, New Day Dawning. Man, she's cranking out the albums. Well, I think she's trying to keep striking while that iron's hot, you know? I mean... That's true. You know, it takes a bit of a... It starts to take a bit of a, a an ebb. And she, hey, mom, I need you to come over here and add a little new blood again. So take a couple uh, drugs or whatever you got to get around the hep C issue. <laughs> Juice it up. Have a couple oranges. Get out and, here. Uh, remind people why I'm famous. There's a new drink please? out. It's called Red Bull. Get get you some. It gives you, I heard it gives you wings. Get out here. You'll like those. Do you November like, 22nd, do you, do you like Red 2003. Bull? Do you like Red Me? Yeah. I've had red. Uh, if it's uh, you know Red Bull and, and what vodka or whatever it is, oh. <laughs> Jaeger bombs, whatever. Red, that's uh, that's the only time I drink Red Bull. I only man. like Red I Bull don't... if it's mixed with you know alcohol, alcohol yeah. forty proof well, liquor, like most things. In, in <laughs> 80, I, drink. I like it to be. <laughs> I've I have had Red Bull. Got to have a kick to it. I've had Red You've Bull. Never had Red Bull. Oh, I've had it. I've had it. Oh, yeah, I've had it three times without liquor. I don't like my heart to go that fast. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I've had it. Uh, one time I had to get up on two hours of sleep to go salmon fishing, so I grabbed two of them. Uh, another time it was another hangover situation. We're like, oh, let's get a Red Bull, let's go. And then the third time, I think somebody, oh, I think it was a name that shall not be mentioned, offered me one. I'm like, man, oh, yeah? let me have one of those. Yeah, let's go. I'll take a Red Bull. Yeah. By the way, he loved the Edward Reist episode. I, we, Him and I listened to it on a long, long car ride the other day. I you told me that's oh, good. Oh, I was telling the audience. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ben has recently crossed the border, not to Taco Bell, but to Canada, and uh, he got his fishing trip that he's been. T- if you're if you're a regular listener, you'll know that Ben's been itching to go to Canada to go fishing in Quebec. Because who doesn't love fishing in Quebec? <laughs> I, I I got to sit in a uh, uh, a legitimate sauna, eh? Oh, you sat in a sauna, eh? Oh yeah, we got we so. The place where sidebar, eh? This is gonna be a little story. So um, it's close. We're we're from Michigan. We talk like that every once in a while. And so Canada, Ontario's like right there. Yeah, they're not too far away. They're they're our neighbors. No, they're our the, friendly the Ambassador Bridge, and we're there. Yeah, yeah, or the International Bridge, and we got the uh, Windsor Tunnel. Um, oh, I forgot about the other one, the other bridge, the two bridges. And then what's the other bridge that goes over to Sarnia? Can't remember. But I was gonna say Sarnia. Yep. So, anyways, um, there are four of us that go up there. Right, you know, all Americans. We're heading up there. Get up there and. We were staying in this in this little camp. Didn't have any electricity. A little solar light. A little solar generator. So we had a little bit Sleeping of sleeping in a yurt. I mean. No, it was it was just a <laughs> dumpy old cabin. Actually, it was pretty nice. It was, it was, it was all right. Everything was uh, propane lights. But the the guy. What are you Amish? The Amish stay up there. There's a two, three or four cabins down. They the Amish own a bunch of property up there, and they come up from Indiana or some crap. I don't know how they get there. I don't know how they get there, but they get there. That's, we're not going to go into a double sidebar on that. It's not that area of story. No double sidebar. <laughs> I almost brought in the Mennonites as a triple sidebar, but that'd just bring it too close. That's to... that's starting to that's going to start breaking the matrix. So, um, <laughs> so we're um we're, we're there's no shower, there's no running water, and we went up 
about 20 minutes away is where the guy that runs these cabins, he has got cabins all over, boats all over, whatever, the, the outfitter. And we said, hey, and he and in and, and, and town, he is the town. He's got a little general store, a little motel hotel, a couple small cabins right there in the lot, a gas station. Um, that's it. Did you happen to uh, free a town from a local uh, corrupt city official in your bar by fighting as the bouncer, the cooler, as it were? Um, well, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be cool. So you, went whole, you went full Swayze on him. Tell, it's time to not be cool. We go into town and or this little store thing, and and we ask the guy Rob. We're like, hey Rob, you got a you know is there you know a shower you can use or something? We'll pay five bucks. Get you know use one of your rooms. You're like, oh yeah, hey we got a shower. Hey you can just come over and just uh, it's all included. There's a shower and would you like that? You know it's hooked to a sauna. You want to go in there and take a sauna and. And one yes, of the, one yes of the, I do. Well, I didn't care. I just want to take a shower, really. And oh. the, but the one guy we're with, um, um, Brewmeister Nick, his his he lit right up like a switchboard. He was excited. He's like, "Oh yeah, I want to do a sauna." So yeah, so we did. It was hotter than shit. Jeez, you man, yeah, right. dude, sauna's great for you. Do you realize it reduces like all cause mortality by like forty percent if you do sauna like five times a week like that? I think that's how Deadpool got started. So, um. <laughs> You look like an avocado. <laughs> That's all you had to do. But I was in a sauna. You want to put that on the uh, the picture of me and sweating my ass off with a towel wrapped around my ass and put that up on the Twitter page? Yeah, man. That's going Instagram. A- That's actually, all the medias. We're gonna, I'm going to keep that to myself for my uh, fans only, pa- only fans page. What is it? Is it only? Go to our Patreon slash uh, <laughs> Common Music and we'll share these pictures with you for a small donation to the podcast. Yeah, you get you got to make two small donations because I got, I got a lot of flesh up there. <laughs> Pay by the pound. That's what you get. Hey, man, you got to be two something to do something. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yes. Yes. So I was at a sauna. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. I'm in a sauna. I sauna. You sauna now. Ben, you're pretty I much sauna. Scandinavian, <laughs> especially with that accent. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to have a little, after you spend a couple of days in Canada, you got to have a little bit of an accent. All you Yankees, you guys come up here and you call them walleye. I don't know where y'all get that, but they're called pickerel, eh? You got an orange pickerel. You got a green pickerel. There's a silver pickerel. And you know there's going to be a black pickerel too, don't you know? Now it's well, getting a little bit of Wisconsin. <laughs> Much like the pickerel choices, November 22nd, 2003, Whiny marries her second husband, her former bodyguard, a guy named D.R. Roach. Dr. Roach, but it's just D.R. The period is in between the D and the R, so he's not a doctor. It's D.R. Roach. David Robert. I know the guy. There you go. Yeah. November 13th, 2003, police arrest uh, country singer Winona. Uh, whiny on the charge of driving under the influence an officer clocked her land rover going 47 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone early this morning uh the arrest report says the singer consented to a breath test after police smelled alcohol on uh, notice she had watery eyes and dilated pupils police say she registered more than twice the legal limit of 0.08 she had a blood alcohol level of what's your guess 0.16 0.17. Man, that was real good. Price is right. You win. Twice Tennessee's legal limit. Police also say Whiny told them she didn't remember how many drinks she had. Uh, she was released on bond. There's video, if you want to watch that, of her getting pulled over and attempting to complete two sobriety tests. She's like trying to find her finger to her nose and pokes herself in the uh, left rib. So no, I'm kidding. That's not what that, she did. <laughs> that was in the morning? 
Yeah. Well, that's pretty actually rather common. You know, they get when you get drunk. I mean, if you let's say you're going out and you're tying one on, you're partying your ass off. It's yeah, two, three in the morning. You're not legal to drive until like noon the next day sometimes. Well, that's true, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. If you think you're still drunk in the morning driving home after, you know, passing out at your buddy's house, you probably are. Although I was thinking, I, I interpreted it as, man, I like day drinking too, but just don't get behind the wheel. You know, you're going to crack, crack a couple open, dude. You stay at the house. You get yourself set, you know? Yeah. Make a day of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you uh, don't drink and drive, you're not supposed to do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, that is correct. The 39-year-old pleads guilty to drink uh, drink driving, drunk driving after the traffic stop. Uh, judge suspends her license for one year, orders her to perform 200 hours of community service. Um, she is also placed on probation and forced to pay court costs. And with that, we're going to take a break and listen to my high school band, 21 Days. Uh, we had a couple guys get pulled over for some drinking and driving. I remember that. Coming back from a gig one time, Did- I got pulled over. Uh, and because I had a headlight out, man, I got pulled over a lot for having fuzzy dice in my mirror and having a headlight out. So if you guys are doing that, just fix the light. It's not hard. But uh, anyway, this will bring me back to those times. All those dudes vanished in the air. Well, we're back, uh, and we're back. So let me let me ask you: if we had to do a crime and music on uh, the on your band, there could we? On Twenty One Days, could we? Could we? Is there anybody that has? Oh, we certainly. Could. Is there anybody that has? <laughs> it'd be all juvenile crime. I mean, and uh, there'd be some that would be like we'd be admitting to unsolved crimes, like the but, stolen uh, amplifier. Yeah, or? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think. I was going to make a terrible joke saying that some of the music was a crime, but no, it was pretty good. I was, it wasn't that bad, right? It was I mean, the, you know, we had a thing. It was the, it was the sound of the time, man. The sound <laughs> of the time, man. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. I mean, we were in it. We were right in that groove and stuff. Yeah, love ballad. <laughs> Rock ballad. <laughs> That man went on to become a very successful cell phone kiosk operator. <laughs> so some, I will have you know some of the highest, some of the higher higher level cell phone kiosk operators that you'll ever exactly. meet. Exactly. Speaking of uh, classic songs from that time, 2005, Whiny has success on the Hot Dance Airplay charts with the cover of Foreigners. I want to know what love is. And I, I want, want you, you to, to show, show me. me. Oh, okay, put it away. Stop showing me that. I want to know what love is. That's all I know of that song. 
Yeah, and I want you to something, something me. All right, so she that covered really she covered that song. That oh, you she did. For, uh, her rendition, it is Foreigner's Hit. Uh, she peaked at number 12 with that one on the charts. And also in 2005, her story, Scenes from a Lifetime, is released, which is concurrently released with her best-selling autobiography, Coming Home to Myself. So she releases a record and a book. And the album included one studio track, Attitude, written by Whiny and John Rich of Big and Rich. So didn't you say Big and Rich was her, he, like, the the group that knocked her off the mountaintop? That was Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Excuse me for getting my male duos of the era mixed up. If you don't have an ampersand in your country duo name, it's just wrong. Um, And let's not forget about cowboy troy i like cowboy troy that was i have very very fond memories of the the big huge debut album that big and rich had i don't know what it was something horses probably i don't know whatever but we were up at torch right we were up at torch lake we had that whole entire album on repeat at the sandbar (laughs) and it's about 500 boats pulled up into a line on the fourth of july all day long beer booze and babes it was a great day well that song uh peaked at number 40 on the country charts that same year she released a solo album a christmas album uh classic christmas oh her second christmas included... album. second christmas album nice nice but her first solo christmas album i guess i'll say it that okay way. okay nice it had a latin version of ave maria uh, she also sang an overdub duet with elvis presley oh really so invoking Elvis. Elvis sang part and she yeah, there you go. Which I should put a picture up. We do have uh the skull of Elvis in the corner of the studio here. So just in case people wanted to know, our studio is watched over by the skull of Elvis. So is that could that be legitimized forensically by a pathologist that might be um trained in the three D printing of skulls to faces? Is it, is it actually like a... It's legit. That's how I got it. Yeah, legitimately, they did a, a high-res scan of Elvis's skull. And uh, because of the nature of my work, I have access to things on the internet, and I found it. And because of the nature of my family, my brother is a 3D printer, and he printed it for me. So oh, okay. So you it. didn't you didn't buy it. You just you just found the, 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 cat, the, the, the scan, the file. Um, Correct. Okay, so over under, Brian. Okay. Either of us or both of us, but one of us at least. Do you think we'll ever have our skulls uh, 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 saved in a in a uh, in a uh, what kind of a file is that called even? Uh, the, the, a C three D three D file. I don't think we're ever three D file. Are you gonna flay my flay my head when I'm dead, and get the meat off my bones and then scan my bone into a file for me would you do that i'm pretty sure they can do that without killing you i think it's just an mri oh that doesn't sound like fun at all <laughs> that's, that's, that's like when somebody's like oh, when i die i want to be shot out of a can, and can you're like you know what that's just a body flopping out of a can that's not as exciting as you would think we can do that before you die <laughs> <laughs> probably be more fun right like uh no i want to request my head being on a pike you don't have to kill yourself my head this. must be on a pike and you are then using a carrot peeler to take layers of flesh off my skull then you can boil my head, that's, little hanger up in the brain a cavity, long time. get it all, you know, like a European mount. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, we're doing taxidermy, yeah, right? Yeah. I can get some beetles to just eat the flesh off. You leave you outside. Yeah, flesh eating beetles. Just you know, bury right. bury it in the mud. Whatever you got, though. Whatever. But crows, crows well, could probably help. I think. Other things that are unappealing: March twenty second, two thousand and seven, Winey's husband, Dr. Roach, is arrested for sexual assault of a child under the age of thirteen. Ooh, you know how I feel about all that shit. I do, and Winey agrees with you. She files for divorce five days later. Yeah. Good for her. So Get rid of that let's note. move on. <laughs> let's move on quickly. Uh, February 3rd, 2009, Sing Chapter 1, her first studio album in six years, is released. The leadoff uh, single is I Hear You Knocking, But You Can't Come In. I, I hear you knocking. D- is that I did. are you is that actually correct that how Brian's singing this folks is I think it's right I think he got this one but you can't call me all right knock 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 on wood it, I wanna knock, knock all right no knock I don't I'm taking everything back I said I don't think it's the right song is it that's a blues standard first recorded by Smiley Lewis. Oh, I wasn't expecting Smiley Lewis. Okay. All right. uh, September 14th, 2010, the Judds appear on the Oprah Winfrey Show. You get a, uh, you get a car? You get a car? Everybody gets a car. Ah! Well, this wasn't about getting stuff. Yeah, it was. It was about getting rid of stuff here because Whiny discusses, quote, her recent weight loss, her years of living dangerously, and what it's like going backstage as part of an iconic duo, the Judds. Whoa, 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 what do you mean, what it's like going backstage? Like, they were willing to pick out all the green M&Ms and put them in a silver bowl for you? Might be, or maybe, like, they had the <coughs> roadies, like, picking out dudes they were pointing at in the crowd, like, to have them come backstage, and if we're going to just Is that... blatantly steal oh, I thought... Van Halen's system, I didn't... Oh, I thought that you were talking about she was down there for her, her weight, her weight slash weight loss. No, uh, she was on there for her weight loss, but again, uh, she just was letting, you know, pulling back the curtain, as we do sometimes. You just pull back the curtain and let share a little bit more than what people usually see. Hmm. You, you, so, you want to know uh, what? Here's something interesting. Sure. Just kind of thinking about this. So she, okay, you're kind of, you know, alluded to or kind of made a uh, an idea that she was pointing out dudes and they were bringing dudes back to, you know... <laughs> banger that was based off of the uh van halen system back in the day where they would point at their roadies and give them bonuses for picking out hot chicks in the crowd oh right i just assumed the judds might have done the same thing oh and i hope they did no no judgment i hope they did and right and i'm sure van halen did and poison and def leppard and motley Crue, and guns and roses and 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 all of those bands every one of these rock groups out there Boys and girls alike. I mean, they were just like, whatever. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. And they did. They got them. They got groupies left Wendy and right. Wendy Williams. That's the other Hardcore Chick episode you should listen and, to. That lady's awesome. And, and 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 they did probably some of the most disgusting, horrific, god-awful things <laughs> with other human beings in the world. To those people. All those consensual, people. I'm sure. I'm sure it was yeah, great. Man. Whatever. You're famous. Go ahead. But but it's honestly, the 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 bands, they don't get in trouble for that. You ever notice that? Anybody? Are you suggesting that the Judds <clears throat> went out and just picked dudes out of the crowd to have their way with backstage? I don't know if they did or didn't, but I'm just saying bands in general never really got in trouble for doing that shit. And I guarantee you there are some heinous acts that went on that were terrible, but they got they don't get in trouble. Dude, <clears throat> I know exactly what you're talking about. 
in in my run up to uh, attempted musical fame as a drummer, I, I knew some people, and I saw one of my buddies sign somebody's anus with a sharpie marker. Oh, you want an autograph? Okay, here's where it's going. And uh, I'm just like, oh, you can do whatever you want if you're a famous musician. And look at this. And they weren't even famous. Not really. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Signed an anus. So. Yeah, dude, right on the old cornholio. I'm like, whoa. Why did that dude? That why did that dude that let him do name. that? <laughs> that girl's name was actually Carmen. I vividly remember the whole scenario going down, but uh, that's a whole other story. How do you write your uh, name I on the an Judds, anus? I mean, unless you're... I hope the Judds weren't doing that. I really <laughs> see Naomi's in there just getting in the cheeks. N I O A F. There's no room for the eye. We're at. We'll just use that as the dot for the eye. We'll just leave well, it right there. I mean, if it ha- couldn't be, if it was sweaty, sharpies don't work after they get wet. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking this down way too far, too. I don't want to go back there. This story stinks. Block that out. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, the Judds are at Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, and uh, she's giving out autographs, and the Judds are singing their new single. <gasps> I will stand by you. I'll stand by you. We really put out some crap. Don't you never hurt me. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Uh, That's released October 4th, 2010. I don't think that's the right song either. I'll stand by you. (laughs) Right? I, I think that's the one. I think we actually got it. Let's say it is. Okay. I won't let anyone hurt you, Ben. All right. Yeah. I'll stand by you. 2011, she releases her first novel, Restless Heart. It's got a picture of Fabio on the cover, and he's dressed like a pirate. Uh, it makes the New York Times bestseller list. I'm kidding about Fabio. Like a fi- November uh, like 27, a fiction, 2011. Like a, like a fiction, not not an autobiography or anything. A fiction. I'm kidding. No, Restless Heart, I do believe, is the story <clears throat> of whiny. Because she already had a book about her, didn't she? I'm pretty sure we did say she wrote a book. Yeah. And she had had a book that went with an album, that went like a concert, that went with a TV. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like the package deal. <clears throat> hey, Michelle, what's up? It's sorry, Michelle. <clears throat> He's forgetting. November 27th, 2011. I really want to call her Winnie, but it's not. It's Winnie because it's Winona. Don't call Winona. her Winnie. That's going to that's gonna throw my brain into a lower gear. Yeah. No, it's Winnie. Winona. W- wonder Why? years are going to come Why? up. <laughs> Wonder, that girl is a smart mathematician now. Uh, Whiny debuts her new brand new uh, band. It's uh, Winona and the Big Noise. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Winona and the Big Noise? You don't like that? It, I almost said Winona and the Big Nose. I'm like, that's not that, good. That, that, I would, yes. Winona and the Big Nose. You could, be, you could, just, you could take the word big out. Winona and the Noise. That'd be better. Oh, that's actually it is better. I like the, you don't like the big, big noise. noise. Big, you got to get the word big out of there. It's gonna be it's a little boastful. Winona and the and the noise. Winona and the noise. They <laughs> debut in Nashville, Tennessee, December twenty fourth, two thousand and eleven. Whiny gets engaged to her boyfriend, musician Cactus Moser. Was his you know name Cactus? Cactus, you know Cactus was his name Cactus on the birth certificate? I couldn't find a birth certificate. He apparently was just born a full-grown badass man. <laughs> it came out. He came out with a five o'clock shadow. That's right. Sorry about that, mom. He's best known as the drummer for Highway 101. Uh, they have songs like "The Bed You Made for Me," 
Uh, that song spent 24 weeks on the Hot Country's charts, peaked at number four. I had never heard of it. Whiskey, if you want, if you were a woman, that was number two for two straight number ones. Uh, somewhere tonight and cry, 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 and cry again. Cry, right? All right. Cactus Moser. Cactus Moser. Cactus Moser. 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 Bowser. Could be. Could be Mauser. Bowser. Could be. Big Nintendo Bowser. fan. Bowser. Bowser. Uh, they married on June 10th, 2012 at her home in Lapierre's Fork, Tennessee, USA. August 2012. Um, Cactus, he's driving his motorcycle, and he gets in an accident, which results in the amputation of his left leg above the knee. Yeah. He was on Route 16 in the Black Hills when he crossed the center line, got hit by a car, and um, the drummer from Highway 101's only got one leg. Um, I wonder if he could join Def Leppard. So um, he was in the Black Hills, and what, what did you have yeah. a specific date he was up there doing that? Nah, just August. Yeah, that's like the uh, bike bike week up there. The big, huge, oh, the big, huge. That was not mentioned. Yeah, I bet, I bet it was right but, around yeah. there. I mean, people come early and they stay late, so it's not just the one big, huge week they got up there in the Buffalo Chip Campground. Um, but that is a huge deal up there, and it's fun. Was that Sturgis? Yeah, yeah, Sturgis and Deadwood and uh, uh, oh, Lead, and yeah. I think it's Lead, Lead or Lead. I think it's Lead. But yeah, they they have a it's 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 pretty Lima? cool. Lima, Ther- Matt and I went up there Lima? accidentally for Bike Week. <laughs> for Bike Week, did you? Yeah, we did. You, you too. That's what you need—a bunch of truck driving, good old boys, uh, outback hunters. Oh, up there at Bike Week. We, that was the weekend that we were probably early twenties, and him and I were That's just going to head up for, you. for three or four nights to the UP and screw around. You know, just kind of go camp and hike and fish and I don't know what. Sure. Get up to the UP, Lake of the Clouds, Western UP. And we ended up getting over into um, Wisconsin, and and it was still light out. We found a little campground, set up a tent. A neighbor, a guy that was camping kind of close to us, he walks over. Yeah, how y'all doing? Said, oh, we're doing good. Where are y'all from? We're all from Michigan. We decided to come up to the UP, and we ended up over here. Oh wow, where are you where are you guys going? We're, well, we're heading home, kind of tomorrow or the next day. We're not. This is as far as we're going. Oh man, how many? Day, you got a couple days to spend out here. Why don't you take yourselves on over to the Deadwood, South Dakota? You get up in the morning, and by the evening, you could be drinking a whiskey and Coke. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's go, Deadwood. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, we're going to Deadwood. And so he leaves. He's like, all right, see you all later. I think I looked at him, and I said, want to put this fire out and go right now? Let's just get us. Let's <laughs> go. We ended up driving through Wisconsin. We got into Minnesota. We ended up, I slept in the truck bed. He slept in the cab. A, now wait, is this when you accidentally camped in a cornfield? Yeah, and in the cornfield. That was that that night. We were in a cornfield. We didn't find nowhere else, so we just like pulled off the side of the expressway, found a cornfield. I was in the cab, and he we're just both getting eaten up by mosquitoes. That next morning, we maybe got one or two hours of sleep, and we're just a tiny little truck rolling around. Every time I move, he can feel. It. Every time, vice versa. So we ended up getting up at five in the morning at daybreak, and he goes, "You ready to get the fuck out of here?" I'm like, "Let's get out of here." Yeah, that night, whiskey and coke. I got a picture of Matt and I framed hanging up downstairs of us drinking a whiskey and coke with some just random dude, the first dude we met at the bar. <laughs> just whiskey and coke, Deadwood, South Dakota. 
Go west, young man. And this Go is where west. the guy lost his leg. Oh, that was bike week because we were there and there were bikes lined up and down the streets. It's a good thing you guys already wear assless leather chaps. I mean, you probably fit right in. Oh, those are packed in my. Those are packed in my. Uh, that's the go. Yeah, bag. that's my go bag. <laughs> well, all right. Let's get back to uh, whiny. <clears throat> And uh, let's talk about the whole reason. Why Why are we even talking about her, Ben? Why did I pick her as a subject for us to cover on our well, show? She had one DUI. Her One of her husbands was a pedo. That's, I was, what are we talking I'm, about? I, I'm hoping. And, and sometimes it's early and sometimes it's continuous and sometimes it doesn't happen until the end of the show. But at some point, we all know there's a good, nice, juicy bite of crime in this story somewhere. I used to. Yeah, man. I used to before we were, you know, 70 episodes deep. Ask you, you know, ask you, Brian, I mean, hey, where's the crime? Come on, give me some of the good stuff. I need, I need, I need, gimme, gimme, gimme. I can wait. Now I, you know. I know it's coming. Now you know. I know it's coming. Patience, right? It's it's like it's like good EDM or dance music. It's like big build ups. I like big build ups. I like big build ups. And then you have the drop. And it just oh and that's what I like to do. All right. All right, are you ready for the drop? Would she, like, steal somebody's newspaper off their porch or some shit? December of 2015, Whiny's daughter, Grace Pauline Kelly, has arrested at a Nashville Walgreens with a man named Richard Wilcutt. She is charged with felony promotion of methamphetamine manufacturer. She went straight up breaking bad, dude. She pleads guilty to possession of meth, which is a lighter charge. Um, she gets probation, goes to rehab. But she was manufacturing and distributing meth. She was a meth lab. Who who she was? was? Lab. Her uh, daughter? Whiny's daughter, Grace Kelly. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's why we're here, dude, because Grace Kelly is straight up a meth lab scientist. What are they called? Meth lab doctors? That seems wrong. They're um uh, they're um they're they're cook they cook. They're they're chefs. They're chefs. Chefs, yeah, that's right. Chefs. Meth they lab cook. chefs. I don't You're know. correct. You got it. They're cookers. Right. Uh, February 12, 2016, um, Winnie and the Big Noise released their an, an album. So uh, they had two singles, Jesus is a Jukebox and Things I Lean On. Um, and November of 2016, Grace Kelly is arrested again, this time in Alabama as a fugitive. Because that, her probation, uh, she's on probation, so her Oh, my God. Words are hard. She was on probation. Her probation was revoked. Um, she's transferred to the drug court because, of course, she's like a meth chef. And May of 2017, Grace Kelly pleads guilty to manufacturing, delivering, selling, and possessing meth with the intent to distribute. She faces charges in both Williamston County, Tennessee, if you wanted to hook up from there, or the southern neighbor county, Maury County. So she was running two counties deep, man. Meth queen. So she was cooking it. She was making it, and she was distributing and selling and doing all that stuff. Now was 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 cross county lines. Was Winona doing any or not Winona? Um, yeah, was Winona Wine. doing any of that? Uh, we'll get there. No, uh, short answer. Okay, but okay. She she has a quote coming up here in a second. Um, uh, so I said she faces charges in two counties. She pleads guilty to the lesser charge of just possession because you know her mom's got some money, so she's probably got good lawyers. Um, Kelly received a suspended sentence of 11 months and 29 days in jail and a fine of $3,092.50. She received an additional sentence of four years after pleading guilty to evading arrest, 
which was also suspended. Again, good lawyers. Uh, that would have allowed her to serve the balance of her sentence on probation after she completed 30 days jail, March 2017, under the condition she first complete a 180-day in-house rehab program. So, June 2017, Grace Kelly is released from custody and continues her sentence at court-ordered rehab, but she left the rehab program on November 19th, violating the terms of her probation. So now she's been sentenced to eight years in prison after breaking those probation terms. Grace Kelly is at West Tennessee State Penitentiary. She will be eligible for parole on February 4th, 2019. That already happened. Um, Her projected release date was August 10th, 2025, but she's expected to just serve 30% of that sentence because big prison and overpopulation. In the wake of her daughter's continued legal battles, Whiny developed a passion for prison reform. Warden, warden, warden. Oh, yeah. Oh. Me out of jail. In the yeah, spring don't of worry. 2018. That shit goes away once your kid gets out. He'll feel much better. You're like, I think I did it. <laughs> He'll feel way better about that. Spring of 2018, Whiny meets with White House officials to discuss prison reform. We have a quote from her. She says, quote, I'll tell you this, my daughter's the strongest Judd woman in her street. Uh, she's healthier than I was at 23, and how she got there, I would not go that way. But I was also sequestered. Um, she continued to talk about growing up on a tour bus with her mom, Naomi Judd. Uh, quote, I was on the bus with my mother. Kind of hard to get in trouble that way. Uh, that could have been me if I didn't have music. So her mom was saved by music, or she could have been just like Grace Kelly. Updated records from the jail show Grace Kelly's status listed as parole. So yeah, well, that didn't all that hanging out with your mother and whatnot to keep you <laughs> honest didn't help, really work out for Billie Holiday. So we've already covered that oh, in an true. earlier episode. All right, wrap up when <laughs> let's wrap up whiny. Uh, I'm sorry, I made her seem really bad. She's not actually that whiny. I just anyway. Uh, Grace Kelly, her daughter, still listed as parole that she must report to a parole officer until her sentence ends in September of 2024. October 2020, Whiny releases a new EP titled Recollections. What year? What year? 2020, last year. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. Don't date the show. 2020. And 2021, the Judds are inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And what we're going to do right now to end the show is a quote, as we do, from Christina Clare Simonilla Winona Judd herself. Quote, I used to worry about only the number ones and all the awards, but that was a long time ago. Winona Judd, everybody. Woo! I looked up her daughter. Well, I looked up her daughter on, okay. fa- on, the, on the internets. Oh yeah, you will see a lot of photos, a lot of mugshots. Yeah, a mugshot, and 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 my favorite part about this mugshot, I mean, she looks like a, a lady, a girl, whatever. Walmart at midnight. But she's wearing the traditional black and white striped <laughs> jumpsuit. Yeah. That's awesome. Nope. I know the picture you're talking about. Just, yep. She don't look happy. She don't look happy at that's all. Tennessee, baby. I mean, that's that's what you wear in the Tennessee penitentiary system man you go right back to the old stripes yeah i've seen some that are orange a lot of that are orange and some that are just like green or gray or very mott you end up in west texas you'll be wearing pink yeah and sheriff joe or whoever that guy was i remember that and and no she's got what they would put you in if you were on an episode of bugs bunny (laughs) that's what (laughs) you're wearing 
So Winona didn't do a whole lot of negative stuff. No, but it sounds I, I just was hit. looking through the history records, and all of a sudden I saw that Winona Judd's daughter was arrested multiple times for breaking bad and make it being meth lab chef i'm like oh my god i didn't know that well, like that's an unusual yeah. characteristic of a celebrity's child and let me ask so le- i thought we gotta talk about it we gotta tell people let this. me ask you this brian what do you as 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 brian j kinsley think is sort of <sighs> host odd about that story what's odd about that well what do you need what are you cooking meth for the money like what do you need that just seems like a weird thing for a celebrity kid to do to acquire funding. Ding. Like your mom's rich. Ding. Ding. <laughs> right? I mean, you're you you you're not going hungry. You have a a family tradition. Hap- I mean, you could probably throw out any old crap-ass music and say, my grandma started doing this. My mom does it. Now I can do it, too. And you're right. you're going to sell your shit. You could probably do something as... As 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 simple as a podcast or some <laughs> some some influencer bullshit on the uh, on the interweb TikTok Instagram stuff whatever. Have you seen Roy Orbison the Third on Bravo and Below Deck? That's what he does. He just drinks and parties. Is Roy Orbison the Third? That's all we do, Brian. Um, but right, yeah, no, no, <laughs> right. I agree. That's I asked you that question. I figured you'd probably say that, and you did. You're Winona Judd's daughter. I mean, you don't probably have a lot of wants, and all of a sudden you're cooking and selling meth. I mean, let's start. Let, That's let's just start, boredom. Yeah, let's just start saying drug dealing. You don't need to do that. B, meth. Seriously? Pick a better drug. Better drugs are out well, there. Well, now, hold on here. There is a little bit, you know, like she could have just been lazy about it and just done the meth. But, oh, no, she decided to be industrious and set up her own shop, learn how to make it herself. So, you know, you're not wasting money on somebody else cooking for you. You're doing it yourself, DIY. And then she's like, you know what? My recipe is so good. I think I can make some money selling this. Meth is a sad drug, though. I mean. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying she was industrious, you know. It's not like she go, was just a lazy rich kid. Go go start a grow operation for weed, Calvin Johnson style. I mean. There you go. It, 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 you got the backing. You got a little scratch in your pocket. It's not like you need to start going and getting Sudafed and breaking into the Walgreens. And ru- you got arrested at a Walgreens, dude. Like, ah, uh, excuse me, ma'am. I don't know that you need seventy-six boxes of Sudafed. Yeah, we're gonna have some questions, please. Could you mind writing your name down? Real I quick wonder if there's a little, the, uh, a, a little bit of a a little bit of a a a trying to. I'm going to make it on my own. I don't need to be... Ash- what, no, strike out on my own. My Aunt Ashley Judd's really pretty and did a movie with Morgan Freeman and gets to be on TV every single March during the March Madness game. Yeah, I'm going to Your niece show was arrested them. for manufacturing... Men- anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Judd... <laughs> can't get that Morgan Freeman. A- Ashley Judd's kind of... She's kind of she's kind of a good-looking lady. Kind of good-looking broad. Yeah. She's attractive. She's Ashley Judd, dude. Yeah. No, I no, I think no. I mean, still, I mean, back in her heyday, twenty years ago, and still today, good for her. I mean, like me, you know, you know, Clint Eastwood. He still looks pretty cool. I wonder if he's had plastic surgery. You think? I don't, I don't think so. Eh. He looks like he could play Groot, uh, just with no makeup. He looks just... like his face was an old baseball mat, and in the best oh, possible way, in the best possible way. That's what you want. Yeah. So, 
But I, I. All right. Well, we've 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 resorted to talking about uh, celebrities and cosmetic issues. So that brings us up to some feedback. Well, no, Dijon didn't look too bad. Still, so she's still kind of pretty girl. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. There's some attraction there. I got there's some uh, articles from her 50th birthday, and I was like, "Hey, you go, girl. Look at kind you. of a uh, kind of a bigger girl, maybe, but in a great, good way. I mean, yeah, it keeps your face looking nice. I think it keeps all the wrinkles pushed out. All right, we got a speak pipe <laughs> from Jace Face Bass Face. Hey, from the Windy City. How you guys doing? Uh, Hope you're having a wonderful day, enjoying some crime and music. Um, I'd be interested. I, I, you know, I've listened to a good number of these uh, podcasts, and I'd be interested to see how far back you can go. Um, like, what's the oldest crime and music you guys can find? Oh, I well, that interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the challenge. I like that idea. Um, so we had that one from that. That dude from Italy. What was his name? Uh, Carlo Gisualdo. Yeah, that was 17th century? I think so, like 1640s, 1514, something like that. Yeah, I I feel like there's got to be some pretty fucked up heart players out there we can probably track down a little bit. (laughs) I think we should try and find them. I will accept the challenge, Jace Face, Face Face. Yeah. Crime and music is on the case. Yeah, we can probably try to... Try to figure it out, finger it out a little bit. All right. Uh, here we got a YouTube comment from Cat C. Cat. Cat C says, uh, this is on our Mindy McCready episode. That's why I said Mindy McCready would come back okay. around. So Cat C commented on uh, YouTube on our Mindy McCready episode. Cat C says, quote, you need to get rid of your boy, Ben. And I do mean boy. He can't stay on subject, which is why I watched the video in the first place. <laughs> those are my favorite, well, Brian. You know this. I don't. Thank you, Cat C. Yeah. I don't know why I'm such a glutton for punishment, but you why know. Why do you like that? I mean, I get it, but geez. so and, and it's you know this episode is pretty much you not staying on topic. So uh, nailed it, Cat. Sorry, that's all I get paid for. Thank you, Cat C. Appreciate you listening, Cat C. Everybody, hey. Um, okay, something else that I thought was pretty hot. We got us, uh, 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 well, it's a, it's a thing from Cowboy Eon 1. Ian. Ian. I don't know. Uh, Ian 1? Ian. 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 Well, Cowboy Ian. Well, oh, again, did the law get in your way? Think your fame would save the day? Were your acts off the stage not well received? Hey, did you do the crime? Did you pay the time? Prime music has your file. Mm-hmm. Never trust a big butt in a smile. All right, yeah. and cuffs and stripes just ain't your style. Ben and Brian has your story of shame. Did you do the crime? Did you pay the time? Crime and music has your file. Mm-hmm. Did your guitar tell you to do bad things? Did your microphone amplify your angerings? Maybe you should just accept the blame. Did you do the crime? Did you pay the time? Crime and music has your file. Dude. 
do. So, wow. Huh? What do you think? All right. Number one. Wow. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you. Cowboy Ian, pull your file. So, Ian? so there's been a few folks that have graced us with their contribution their their contributions to our our, our show. Um their creativity. Yes. yes. And so we've had a, you know, we've had a lot of wonderful little bits. But there are a couple that have stood out to me that have taken probably more effort than what we put into an entire show. Or at least me. Hey now. No, hey at now. least me. Yeah, like, <laughs> Whatever. Your job, right? <laughs> Whatever. That's one of them. That is that's huge. That's enormous. That's production, baby. So not only was it a flawless, it was put together in a very uh, great little format where I Brian, am I am I going am I getting out of the am I am I going too far and saying that maybe that should be somewhere in our can we add that to our bit? I that can just yeah, that can be some uh break music intro out yeah i don't mind throwing that in there that's well we had just i just wanted this to be our country spectacular episode and so uh, i've actually had that for a little bit uh cowboy ian sent me that a while back and uh yeah i just waiting for the right spot to put yeah let's get that episode seemed like it was let's get that worked in and i think we also need to give a little bit more of playtime to that um there was a rap uh, a flow that we had from one of our listeners a while back probably two months ago that was was spot freaking on you know that oh yeah yeah the new zealand high school yeah kid. the new That's zealand right. dude yeah let's get let's yes. get let's get these let's get a couple of these inter- integrated into our into our regular kind of uh i mean th- i'd hire that guy i mean if i had any money i'd hire him <laughs> <laughs> right well, that's worth money that, what you've done there guys are, are people individuals no wow that's thank you money. what was that guy's name let's make sure we get that that's Cowboy Ian one. Yeah, that's amazing. Did did we get any more info where he's from? If he's in a band or anything like that? Nope. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a little. It was a little bit produced on a maybe a loop or a mix on on there, but his voice was was nice rich. Voice. A nice tim. That is was, it timber? Was, it was big and rich. Is it timber or timber. timber? I can never remember. Timber. Timber. Nice timber. A nice timber to it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank there you very is. much. Honestly. From the bottom of our hearts, as much as I love people making fun of me and saying terrible stuff, I would rather have people contribute things that took a lot of high, uh, a lot of effort, a lot of high quality uh, work, um, put that stuff together. The guy, the guy not only could sing, probably a couple of instruments, he also not hit buttons on a computer, which as we all know, buttons are hard. Buttons are hard. Buttons are hard. All right, since we're talking about how buttons are hard, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Crime and Music. If you have liked what you've heard, please, or if you want to go leave your own feedback, be like Cowboy Ian One, go to crimeandmusic.com, leave us a speak pipe voicemail message, or send us a file at feedback at crimeandmusic. Find us on all the uh, social medias, same thing, at crimeandmusic. We love hearing from you guys, like Ben's saying. I mean, man, it's awesome. It's it's just good to know that people are out there listening uh, to what we do. We do actually, contrary to Ben's thoughts, uh, put a little bit of work into this. And so it's nice to know that people enjoy it. Uh, It's nice that we can bring you guys like an hour or so of just 
music history and a little bit of levity and sarcasm and fun stories uh, uh, relate basically everyone's lives all to one another. We're all in the same boat, man, called Planet Earth. So with that, you got anything else to add? Thank you, Cowboy Ian. And you don't have to do what Cowboy Ian did, but it'd be much, oh, no. much cooler if you did. <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, with that, I'm out of here, man. Like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. You know, I want to change that saying that you did because it's I think it worn out. But now Cowboy Ian put it in a song. I don't think we can change it now. <laughs>